I'm Jim. And I'm Tuck. And this is Beer in the Heart of Texas. A podcast dedicated to reviewing the beers of Texas. Welcome to special episode one of Beer in the Heart of Texas. I'm really excited about this one. We're going to do something really different. Yes, Tuck. What we decided is occasionally, mainly probably every season, we should review beers that are specific to the season of the year. And so since we're right in the middle of September, what better time to be reviewing Oktoberfests? And so what we're going to start with is we're going to be trying two of the standards. We're going to be trying a German Oktoberfest, the Spaten Oktoberfest, as well as an American craft Oktoberfest beer, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Which is not from Texas. It's just the big selling one. I would say the, I don't want to say official, but traditional, most sold, whatever. And then we're going to try Texas for Texas Oktoberfest beers. We're, we're not just going to try them. We're going to blind taste test them and rank them. Jim's wife was nice enough. She's going to be pouring them. We don't know which one is which. We know the four companies, the four breweries, but we don't know which one will be which until we are done. And then we will find out which one we like the best. And so as we taste them, we'll be talking about really two elements. We'll be reviewing the look in the glass as well as how does it taste. And so each will be worth uh, a various number of points. So the look, five points. The taste, obviously more important, 10 points. And just comparing these four Texas Oktoberfest beers. Um, before we go on, I would like to say, since my math skills were called into question, since there's two of us, 15 points apiece, that will be for a total of 30. Good job, Tuck. Thank you. All right. N never said you weren't able. Just, you kind of um, did, but okay. yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so let's start actually with a little bit of the background. How did Oktoberfest begin? Tuck, uh, it actually goes back to, obviously to Germany in 1810 in Munich. Tuck, you want to tell us just a little bit of how it began? Well, it just began um, really uh, with the Marzen, Marzen beer, uh, which means March. Uh, when they brewed, they the last brew... Uh, before uh, it would start to go bad, they kept in caves. And at the end of the season, uh, they would bring it out. Um, and typically the reason Oktoberfest itself started was because they needed the barrels uh, for the next round of brewing. And so they threw a big party. Now, you've got a little bit more about the history of the official Oktoberfest. Yes. So the first one in 1810... It was actually a party um, for, I guess, the crown prince of uh, Bavaria, uh, uh, Prince Ludwig, that uh, he had gotten married and decided to, why not hold a big party? And uh, so that's the first Oktoberfest was, as just mentioned, he just uh, invited pretty much the entire community and, and they came out. What was originally going to be just a one-time celebration, it was so spectacular, let's do it. Every single year. And so the Marsen beer just happened to be what was on hand. That was what was available. And so that's what he served to his guests. A, a few other just stops along the way historically. In 1818, so just a handful of years later, the food booths were first introduced to the uh, Oktoberfest festival. 
Um, so obviously that's a that's a big deal. Yes, we're, we're all in favor of that. Um, secondly, another uh, important year along the way. Um, Tuck, it's close to near and dear to my heart. 1881 Oktoberfest in Munich introduces the bratwurst. And this is when they perfected it. It should have, it's pretty much never been changed. That's the most important thing. Beer, bratwurst, everything else is just extra, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I, I generally agree with that. Uh, beyond that, uh, 1892, you have the beer being delivered in uh, glass mugs or steins. That's sort of important, is I think very stereotypically. Oh, yeah. uh, I see when I see Oktoberfest, think Oktoberfest. That's an important element. Uh, beyond that, just a couple last things. 1960, an important year. Um, it was the last year they had horse races at the uh, their Oktoberfest uh, festival. But it's also said to be the first year that Lederhosen and Dirndls um, were made the official garment of Oktoberfest. And then just... Uh, one last thing, since we're right now, right here in the midst of September, this particular year, 2021, Oktoberfest in Munich starts uh, or has started on, uh, what, September 16th? It's, yes. And yeah. so it's not really, you know, we th tend to think of it here in America as it's an October celebration, but no, it's usually, it's mid-September. And, and so September 16th here in 2021 was when uh, Oktoberfest started. And uh, so now I guess it's well underway. And uh, yeah, looking yeah. forward now to uh, and a little bit more about Oktoberfest. Yeah, and I didn't realize that it was in September until I moved here to Texas. And I saw the billboards for some places nearby where we live that were having their Oktoberfest in September. And I asked my wife. She laughed at me. And it was like, it's in September. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. All right. Tuck, uh, would you tell us just a little bit about the, uh, what is a Marsen? Let's start there. Um, it is a maltier, amber-colored beer. Like I said, the name means March because that's when it was brewed. Because in the summer, they just could not brew. It usually was kept in a cave uh, for well, the, during the fermenting process. Um, it's got, um, by the time they opened it, by Oktoberfest, uh, it had really mellowed, and they said mm. it just had really good uh, malt flavor. The hops had mellowed, so you could taste them, but they weren't um, overly hopped, uh, which is what they've tried to do since then. However, there is a second beer that is also just as popular, and in fact, is now the one they actually have, is the one they actually use at uh, uh, Oktoberfest. In the 1800s, it began to get lighter. The Marsins got lighter. And eventually, in 1990, they officially moved over to a Feist beer. And a Feist beer is more of a lighter lager. Uh, it's, it's less brown or amber in color and more of a, a yellow or an orange. Um, right. You know, it, it's interesting, Tuck, because as I was, I was researching... Oktoberfest beers and what makes it an Oktoberfest, you know, it started out, it was, well, originally, if we go back to the early 19th century, it was more of a dunkel. It was more of a dark lager. Then it transitioned to a Marsen, and, and, which is more amber in color. And now, like you said, this 
Vice beer, it's a rather new phenomenon, relatively it, speaking, when you talk about it's, what, almost... Uh, 30 years since it officially... Of a 200-year yes. festival. Um, and, and and weirdly, and I'm not going to get bogged down in the details, but the Marzen and the Vice beer actually came from Vienna first, and it, it had to do with different brewers and intermarrying between Vienna and Munich, and it's a whole long story, but really, Vienna is where a lot of these were created. Now, like uh, Feistbeer, like I said, there are only six that are actually given the honor of being at Oktoberfest. And I'm going to let Jim read them because I screw up German and I teach right down the hall from the German teacher. So, Yeah, the six brew- breweries have to be located inside the Munich city limits to be allowed inside the Munich tents of Oktoberfest. And so the six that have this, you know, prestigious status, uh, Polliner, Spaten, Lohenbrau, Augustiner, Hofbrau, and Hackershore. Very good. I would have screwed all of those up. So real fast, uh, we're just going to kind of go over some of the basics about the different beers, what they're supposed to taste like, what they're supposed to look like. All right, the Marzen has an IBU of 18 to 24 and an ABV between 5.8 and 6.3. Like I said, it should be an amber-orange to a reddish-copper. Uh, it should have a little bit of a head. It should be off-white, but it should be super clear. Uh, clear. It should have superb clarity. You know, the, the Feisbeer, the IBU range is very similar, 18 to 25. So not a big difference there. The ABV is actually exactly the same. The primary difference, really, is the appearance. That the Feisbeer is a, a rich yellow. It, it looks lighter. It's not that... It's not that amber color, but it's it's deep gold or it's rich yellow. Um, it always will have a white head, the foam, it, it, and it looks just you know. It's it's interesting that they've made this change because it looks in a tall stein. It looks fabulous. They they really both do. I gotta say, uh, flavor wise, um, it's got uh, the the Marzen. Uh, should not have a roasted or caramel flavor, which I always kind of thought they were supposed to. But really what you're tasting is a complex bread and toasty maltiness um, that that really is, uh, it, it can kind of taste like caramel. But now that I'm kind of learning this, it, it really isn't. Also, the hops should be almost non-existent. Whereas the Feisbeer, uh, moderate to high maltiness, uh, a sweet doughy taste... And the bitter, bitterness will be fairly moderate, but uh, still generally considered balanced and, and still most probably most importantly, very crisp. Not, uh, not a whole lot of uh, hoppy flavorness to it either. No. And I think that has to do with the original ones just because they set for so long, the hops sort of went away. But enough of the history lesson. Exactly. I say, exactly. Well, let's get to tasting some beer. Indeed. All right, Tuck. Well, we just poured the uh, two standards, both the uh, Spaten Oktoberfest and Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. Uh, did you notice anything before we've taken a drink, which this is going to be different than normal. We're going to be doing all of these live, so you'll get to hear us drinking and crunching on pretzels. It- it'll be fun. Um, I'm sure it will. Tuck. Yes. But uh, did you notice anything different between the two? What differences did you notice? First of all, a little bit surprised in that uh, both of them, to me, had that rich amber color, although the, uh, the Spaten was slightly, I would say it's slightly darker, um, more almost 
of a brown, whereas the Sam Adams had more of an amber tint, but very similar, similar color. Yes. And uh, this has nothing to do with the way they look, but since we decided to use rocks glasses for this, it does, it, both of them look like a really good whiskey they bourbon. Do. So um, let's go ahead and try the spotting. Yes. So the first one we're trying, the German, one of the six that is uh, within the tents of Oktoberfest. Here we go. Spotten. Or Prost. Prost, yes. <laughs> well, what do you think? I like it. The, I think the first thing that comes through, the maltiness, it's very smooth. Mm -hmm. it, it's very drinkable. It is very malty. It's very grainy. Not grainy like feel, but uh, you could taste a lot of grain. No hops. I I can taste. Zero you know that hops. that is very true. It, the the hop taste is just it's not really present. And so you know, Tuck, it's right away. I'm gonna say thumbs up. Oh yeah. Oh, if we were ranking this, it would get high marks all the way around. But we're not a German. That is true. All right, now for the Sam Adams, and I will let y'all know. Sam Adams Oktoberfest is one of my favorite beers. Uh, my father-in-law buys cases of it for his home bar. So I'm already going to tell you I love it. I've already had a couple from this season. Okay. They do change them up slightly every year, but not really that much. So, so here pros. goes. Pros. That's good. That's good. It's interesting. In comparison to the uh, Spaten, I would say a little bit less of uh, that first maltiness. Yes. It's still present. It's still there. And it's probably still one of the greater elements of your taste on your palate. But it's not knock you out, which is probably too much for what the October or Spaten actually did. But it's... It's less malty, if that's possible, while still being the dominant taste. I think it's got a little more alcohol content. It, it feels a little more like alcohol taste is a little more present. Not uh, un gross or uh, unpleasant, but just it's got a it's a little less smooth and malty. This is more uh, caramely, even though that's not supposed to way it's supposed to taste. Uh, less roastiness. I, yeah, I think that's um, a good apt description. But still a great beer. Yes. Uh, one you could drink... Pretty much any time. Uh, that's one thing I do like about Oktoberfest all the way around is so good with all sorts of food. Right. Yeah, it really does stack up well against, well, certainly any German food, which I tend to really enjoy. But mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, pizza, you know, there's Barbecue, just so many things. Yeah. So many things. Oh, chili. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good in chili. chili. Yes. Yes. Uh, Oktoberfest is perfect. Uh, I've won a few contests, so a quick tip. Uh, oh, no, Tug. Don't use dark beers in your chili. They tend to burn very quickly. Light beers don't add a lot of flavor. That makes Oktoberfest really right in the sweet spot for when you're making chili. Stay tuned in other episodes for other chili making tips when Jim will <laughs> let me point them out. Because again, I've won a few chili cook-offs. Tuck, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I, I've never really won any cooking contests of any kind. Only baking contests. Again, chili cook-off here in Texas, so people are more impressed with me, as always. So, uh, <laughs> on that note, we'll, uh, we're going to go get the, uh, the beers poured, although we won't know what we're trying, and uh, 
here's to uh, I am curious finding uh, out what we like mm-hmm. of Texas Oktoberfest beers. All right, all right, Tuck. To the fun part, I'm uh, I'm really excited for this. the The four beers have been poured. The four Texas Oktoberfest beers. I, I'm really uh, just uh, excited to try this. Tuck, they, you want to tell us what the four Texas breweries we're starting with? They they all look good. Uh, again, we don't know which one is which, so this is in no particular order. Uh, we have St. Arnold's out of Houston, their Oktoberfest. Shiner, Oktoberfest. Rar and Sons out of Fort Worth. And finally, Southern Star out of Conroe, which is one we uh, actually reviewed a couple of their beers uh, a couple of months ago. Really big fans of Southern Star. Yes. So I'm, I'm hoping it carries over to their Oktoberfest, but we'll see. I don't know which one it is. I will say again, they all look yeah really good. You know uh, the 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 funniest thing about this is is we carried the flight glasses uh, to our recording studio. They look all the same. I mean, it literally. If you had told me this is from one bottle, I would believe there it. There are slight differences as you look at them, and we'll get into that. But really, the uh, the whole idea of, of rating them on look may all end up being it rather moot. Uh, so now we're comparing them. We will be comparing them just to each other, um, as far as look goes. Which one looks the best out of the four, etc. Um, okay, Tuck, you've got me on that. I, I would agree. One and two are a little darker, and four is the lightest. Four is the lightest, and four is also, and we'll get to this, is the one that is not uh, does not have as great a clarity yeah, as the other one. Just slightly hazy. It's, it, it is not. I mean, you can still see through, but it is more hazy than the other three. But why don't we save this for when we drink them? So right. up first. Number one. Don't know what I'm drinking? It's, it's an Oktoberfest. I would say it's a lighter brown. It's a beautiful amber. It is, but a little less amber than the. I would say it compares more Adams. to the Sam Adams, but maybe a little lighter than that. A even. little lighter. It's definitely not brown, but prost. Prost. Wow. Mm hmm. Smooth. Very smooth. Very malty. Malty, but not roasted malt. No. Which I kind of like the roastiness of. This is some of the other ones, but this is very smooth. This is sweet more than yes. I do like that. I really do too. I really do do too. Wow. All right. So don't know that that's a great one to start with because I'm a little afraid to rate that so highly. But that is worthy of. Wow, that was fabulous. Well, I say on this one, let's go ahead and do our initial. What's our ranking? But I think we should be allowed to go back and change it at will. So let's go ahead and talk about what do you think for the look? The look, I like the clarity. Uh, you know, having not tried number four yet, that's a little bit hazier. Well, comparatively hazier. I like the uh, the very, very clear. Um, and so one, two, and three. I love the look. I love that it's a little darker. It's a it's a darker amber than a few of them, and uh, gosh, it's beautiful. It is. I kind of think there's a couple of them that, to me, just looking at all of them lined up, this one wasn't the one that caught my eye the most. I would agree with that. Um, I think I'm going to give it a three on the look. 
Tuck, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, uh, for many of the same reasons, I'm going to give this a four. I think there's one that I like a little bit better, but uh, this is pretty close to the top. This looks outstanding. I agree. I'm already kind of wondering, but we're going to. Which one this is? Yeah. And taste wise, what'd you give it? Taste wise, you know, it's going to be hard to top. I'm going to go just a little conservative because I don't want to go back and have to change it. Um, but I'm going pretty strong at the beginning. This is a nine. Really? This is really very, very good. I am giving it a seven. I wanted a little more malty roastedness. Uh, that is my favorite part about the Oktoberfest. That's what I like the best, especially Sam Adams in the draft really has that for me. I can see that. And that's what I look for. Uh, maybe if the other ones don't have it either, then I might bump this up because it was a great... The sweetness really, really made this beer for me. Uh, it's definitely one I would get. Uh, I am very excited to find out which one it is. So let's move on to number two. All right. In the look of it, number two, I think this is the best looking one. It is right between amber and a dark brown. The clarity is fantastic. You know, it's Tug, it's really interesting that you said that because this is, without us having conversed with one another about this, this is why beer number one did not get a five for the look in the glass. I, I get that. It, it This one is the one I would judge the other ones by right. their, their look. So, Let's more try importantly. Mmm. That is good. That is very, very good. That. That. Wow. Well, a few different notes than uh, mm -hmm. beer number one. Yes. Um, it's not quite as as sweet. There is a sweetness, though, there but it's is. not this pronounced. It is. I think something that came through was that it's uh, it, it's interesting on your palate. The, the carbonization, mm -hmm. or I guess carbonation. Yes. Let's yes. go with that word. Yeah. Um, is noticeable, whereas you didn't really, I didn't notice that with beer number one, or no. really the uh, uh, spots in our Sam Adams. Here, it was noticeable, and yet it wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing at all. In fact, no. it just added to the overall taste and flavor of the beer. And this had the maltiness I was looking for. This is, is a malty, I, I... I really liked this one. I think, and I never thought I'd say this, I think I like this more than the Sam Adams. That's that's a big deal, Tuck. Um, yeah. This is outstanding. I, to uh, taste. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead for both of them. It's got full marks for me. The look was exactly the look that I look for in an Oktoberfest, that warm amber brown and the taste for me was spectacular uh i'm giving it a 10 on taste what about you tuck i'm right there with you this is i hope we don't find any better although 
I kind of do hope we find uh, better. We have to come to a taste test in which we get to drink more beer, but... That is a good point. Yes. It's hard to imagine finding a beer that tastes better than number two. Yes, that's that might be my new Oktoberfest. I'm going to get some for my father-in-law. So, I, you know, I would give it the same thing. Uh, to me, number two is uh, both a five. I love its color. I love that it's just slightly deeper, more of a rich amber. Mm-hmm. And the taste is, that is absolutely 10 out of 10. Uh, I'm I'm excited that there we have two more that could possibly even somehow exceed that or meet. I know. That's, All right. That's exciting. Number three. Well, Tuck, look in the glass. Number three looks a lot like number one. I would say almost exactly like number one, although there is more carbonation. You can see the bubbles coming up. Right. Still. Right. The other ones do not have that. This is the only one that even had a slight head on it, even now. Right. The other ones did not have any. They had, and, and remember, my wife had poured this just a minute or two before we went to get them. So that we would not know what they are. And so, yeah, whatever head was there had largely dissipated. Yes, this is the only one. And, and you can still see the bubbles coming up from the bottom uh, along one side. Uh, it looks good. Um, In terms of look. Exactly like I got to go with number four or with a four. Mainly um, because it looks so much like I'm number one. S- I'm saying a four because of the carbonation. Okay. I do like that. So I'm giving it one point higher than number one. And so now, the taste. Prost. Let's taste it. This one's hoppy. This one, you can taste some hops. Which to me isn't a bad thing, but it's not an Oktoberfest. Right, right. It's interesting. I, I like it. I do too. I mean, I, I would certainly never, ever turn this down. No, this is a good beer. Like, we should review this for the show because it does have a lot of complex flavors. They've made an Oktoberfest that's hoppier than most Oktoberfest. Still definitely an Oktoberfest. Right. But the hoppiness gives it something different. Now, you still have the caramel notes. You mm-hmm. still have the sweetness. But you do taste the hops as well. And, and yet, yeah, you're very accurate on your depiction of beer number three. Mm-hmm. So, for taste, I'm giving it a six. I, if, if we were reviewing it, it would have a much higher score. But, because we are looking for an Oktoberfest, the hoppiness is actually hurting it in the taste score. But again, the taste itself, I really like this beer. You know, Tuck, I'm right there with you. I'm going back and forth. Is this... Not, and not quality of the beer. Once again, I like this beer. But in terms of what we're trying to find, the best Texas Oktoberfest beer, it saddens me, but I'm, I'm going back and forth. Is this a five? Is this a six? I'm going to give this, I guess I'm going to give it a six as well. The taste gives it, I, I was thinking a four or five, but I'm like, it. I like this taste. Uh, indeed. I, I want to have it. Again. Yeah, there's nothing about that that lower score that indicates that should indicate to our listeners that this is a bad beer. No. In fact, 
you might find that this is a beer you could drink most any time of the year if it's available. Right. But if so, I'm cooking my brats right. out and I want to have my Oktoberfest celebration in my backyard while I cook brats, this isn't the one I'm going for. But any other time of the year when I'm just grilling out, this might be the one I reach for. And you know, with the complexity of the taste, this, and, and you're the expert tech, not I, this might actually be better in a chili than some of these other ones we've tried, don't you think? I don't know. I don't, hops haven't really worked out well. Some okay. people like it, some people don't. I can if, see what if that would affect. If it's for you, some. go for it. If it's for a competition, don't use a hoppy beer. Okay. Hey, there you go. Chili tip number two. Let's All go right. to beer number four. So as we said, in terms of appearance, beer number four is just ever so slightly hazy. But it's definitely hazy. But, you know, by in terms of an IPA, don't think this is hazy. It's not that. It's just in comparison to the other three, as well as just in terms of just general ability to perfectly see through it, it is it has a slight haze. Now, in spite of that, you can see through it. And I would say color-wise, it's it's more along the lines of one and yes. three. It's it's a little bit lighter. It is. In fact, I would say it's probably the lightest. But I think so. I think so. So you ready? Ready. Well, Tuck, that one's different. That's completely different from all the others. There's a lot more grain. That is interesting. Not a lot of malt. Not a, I mean, a little bit of hops, but it's almost floral. I, I see what you mean. Yes, I would agree with that. It's, it's got a, it's a complex sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. It is very complex. This has a lot more going on, and and the the haziness sort of hinted at that, and I'm not disappointed in that sense. It almost feels more like a wheat beer. Like, it's got a lot more wheat beer taste right. than other ones. Well, let's start with uh, the look in the glass. Uh, Tuck, how would you rate beer number four? I'm giving it a two. I want my Oktoberfest to have clarity. I want them to be see-through. This is a little too hazy. What about you? I'm torn because I like the color. I like how light it is. Although, having said that, I gave a five to the darkest. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to give it a, a, a three. I like it, but I'm with you. This is my lowest scoring in terms of appearance because... Uh, you tend to think a, a, an Oktoberfest should be very, very clear. It should easily see through it. You don't think of haziness with an Oktoberfest. And as far as taste goes. <sighs> Tuck, that's a hard one. Because this is another one. I'm not disliking this beer in any way. And yet, I'm going to give it a five. It's, okay. it's more in terms of what I think an Oktoberfest should be versus what this is. That it has elements, but it's not really what I would say is a go-to. Yeah, yes, I'm I'm actually the same. I'm giving it a five. This um, is a good beer. It's, a, it's an amber wheat. 
mm-hmm. where they've combined the parts of a of an amber beer and a wheat beer, but it doesn't fully hit Oktoberfest beer. It's right. not a Marzen. It's not a Feist beer. It is something different. And and like three, this might be one we should review right. in a normal episode because it's a really good beer, especially if you like wheat beers. Pardon me, Tuck, while I finish number two. I've already finished it. Mine. So, yes. And uh, I, I saved a little bit of each one except for two in case we had a tiebreaker. Uh, but now that we're not, I'm going to go ahead and start finishing them off while you do the math. All right, Tuck, we still don't know what each of these four beers are, which uh, brewery they come from. But when you add up the totals, beer number one is 23, had scored 23 out of 30 points. Beer number two, 30 out of 30. I get that is very clear. That's our winner. Yes. I'm very eager to find out what which beer that is. Um, beer number three, 20. And beer number four, 15. So once one last time. The winner, beer number two, number two in our rankings is beer number one. Uh, number three in our rankings was beer number three. And last uh, but not least, beer number four finished fourth overall. All right, so here we go. We're going to start with number four, our fourth ranked beer. Number four is Southern Star. That's interesting. It saddens me a little bit. I love that brewery. I do too. Uh, but and again, it's not a bad beer. It's a good beer. It's just so different from an Oktoberfest that it didn't get its full marks. But I would still say go out and find Southern Star Oktoberfest. And Indeed. All right. Now, what was the next one? Beer? Number three was beer number three. All right. Beer number three is Shiner. Wow. Really? Is that just a little, you know, hurt in the heart a little bit? No, it's okay. okay. It's okay. They did something different, and Shiner is known for every year. I bet if we did Shiner next year, that is true. It would the, taste different. Their October, and this is true of all their seasonals. And probably you notice notice it with Shiner as much as anybody else that it's a little different, they, but not a lot. Not you, a lot. This is what it's going to be, but it's going to have some other stuff. All right, our second place beer. Was beer number one. Beer number one, which is Roaring Sons out of Fort Worth. Really good beer. Very good. Oktoberfest standard, which means our number one is St. Arnold's. Arnold's. Which, you know, Tuck, it's interesting because we haven't reviewed St. Arnold's yet. It's sort of, of, of all Texas craft breweries, it's really... Kind of the standard, isn't it? It, it is. I guess Shiner would be well, right up there, but Shiner is its own thing. Right. And so really the the the, the big one for craft beers. That came after Shiner. Yes. Is St. Arnold's. And I've I've been there. I've been to the brewery. I've been to their, you know, eaten there, had beers there, loved the place, but we've not reviewed it. So I'm looking forward to uh to trying a few more. From St. Arnold's. And wow, congratulations, St. Arnold's. Uh, uh yes, I don't clear say- winner. I tend to, like, I know them, and I sort of overlook them. You know, it's funny. I, me too. Now that I know they're we're be looking good. at so many Texas beers, you tend to overlook, well, I overlook St. Arnold's, and maybe that's just I think to, that's on to me. my I'm own gonna, detriment. I'm definitely going to go and try some more. That was just a really 
good Oktoberfest. So your father-in-law is getting some St. Arnold's. He is going to get some St. Arnold's next time I see him. We'll exchange it at my son's soccer game. Uh, hopefully none of the other parents will steal it because watching him play soccer does make you want to drink. So it's a six and under. So it's a giant swarm of children. Oh my. Yes. But uh, I remember those days. Again, our order. Number Saint one. Arnold's number one. St. Arnold's. Roaring Sun number two. Shiner number three. And Southern Star number four. But I could say this about all four. They were all good beer. And for our first special episode, we want to just thank you for joining us. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Was it was fun. Yes, it was. Look forward to our winter season. Stouts? I think stouts are oh, in. Oh, it's got to be stouts. All right. Well, y'all have a great Oktoberfest and prost. Absolutely. Thank you again for listening to Beer in the Heart of Texas. And before we go, we'd like to thank a couple of people. First of all, Jeff Blankenship for creating the music heard in the podcast. And friend of the podcast, Michael Vick, for helping us with all the technical support and advice. And let's not forget, we need to support our local breweries. And please tip your bartenders well, for they're doing the Lord's work.